0: Praise Lord, for Thy great plan, that we thy dwelling place may be.
1: Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. An exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsmradio.org. Now, here's our show today. And I saw another strong angel coming down out of heaven, clothed with a cloud. And he placed his right foot on the sea and the left on the land. And he cried out with a loud voice, just as a lion roars. That's Revelation chapter 10, verses 1, 2, and 3. When Christ comes to take possession of the earth at the end of this age, he will come not as a lamb, but as a roaring lion. You're tuned in to Life Study of the Bible. I'm Chris Wild,
0: and joining us once again today is Bob Danker. Bob, welcome back. Chris, it's good to be with you again to to fellowship concerning this very important book that comes at the end of the Bible. Well, Bob, in Revelation, now we're at chapter 10, and in this
1: chapter, Christ comes this time as another angel, specifically to take possession of the earth in a hidden way, and here he comes clothed in a cloud. And this is in stark contrast to his open coming that's spoken of in chapter 14, verse 14, where it says, the Son of Man is sitting on a cloud. Let's talk about Christ being this other angel and the secret and open aspects of his coming before we join Witness Lee today.
0: Well, here, Chris, Christ is uh, referred to as another angel. The same reference is made to Christ in chapter 7, chapter 8, and also in chapter 18. So four times in this book, Christ appears as another angel. And if we consider the Old Testament, we have a reference in the Old Testament to the angel of Jehovah. And uh, the angel of Jehovah is actually Christ himself. So here again at the end of the Bible, Christ appears as an angel, one who was sent by God. And in chapter 10, he is sent to take possession of the earth for God and for God's kingdom. And uh, here, as you mentioned, uh, Christ is clothed in a cloud, which means that he's not visible. He's hidden in the cloud. At the time of the vision here in chapter 10, this means that Christ has not yet come to the earth in a visible way so that everyone can see him. At the end of the great tribulation, Christ will come, and he will come visibly. And at that time, he will first be sitting on the cloud, Mm -hmm. and then he will Come, as he said in his own words, as the lightning flashes from heaven to the earth, so the coming of the Son of Man will be. So Christ will come to the earth like lightning. He will come out of the cloud to the earth. So this shows that the coming of Christ is not simple. For a part of that time, Christ will be concealed in a cloud. And then at the end of this period of his parousia, or his coming, he will appear on the cloud, and then he will come down to the earth like the strike of a a lightning bolt. Uh And uh, then, of course, he will defeat Antichrist and the false prophet at the War of Armageddon and all the other things that will take place after his coming, but that will be his visible and open coming. Bob, we saw in Chapter 7
1: that really Chapter 7 was an insertion in the sequence of the opening of these seven seals, between the sixth and seventh seal. Then we saw the contents of the seventh seal are the seven trumpets. And now today, Chapter 10, we see another insertion, this time the insertion between the sixth and seventh trumpet. So I wanted to point that out for our listeners so they know uh, in reference where we are today as we join Witness Lee.
2: To understand this work you must find out what sections are continuations, what sections are insertions. You have the seven seals, then you have the seven trumpets and so forth. You have to find out what are the sections of continuations showing us the seals and then the trumpets. And you also have to find out that some sections are not the continuation, but insertion. Chapter 7 was an insertion of two visions concerning God's preservation of his two peoples. The first vision is the sealing of the chosen Israel, and the second vision is the rapture of all his redeemed ones. Now we have another insertion. This insertion is between the sixth trumpet and the seventh trumpet. The first insertion in chapter 7 is one between the sixth seal and the seventh seal. Now the second insertion in chapter 10 and 11 is between the sixth trumpet and the seventh trumpet. This second insertion, is composed with three visions. Firstly, you have a vision showing that Christ is coming to take possession of this earth. Then another vision, that is the earthly Jerusalem will be given up to the Gentiles. That means mainly to the Antichrist to be trodden, to be damaged, to be polluted uh, for three and a half years. That will be the time of the Great Tribulation, the last part of the seven years. Then lastly, the vision of the two witnesses. All the things are the contents of this second insertion between the sixth trumpet and the seventh trumpet.
1: Well, Bob, this is another one of those matters where we want to go slow so as not to confuse our listeners. We're really trying to help people to understand this book. And, of course, you and I have the benefit of all of these uh, great resource materials, including the uh, chart that we have talked about a little bit. Uh, So maybe it would be good if you could go back and review this insertion again so that it's not confusing to our listeners between the sixth and seventh trumpet.
0: Well, Chris, first of all, in the book of Revelation, you have the seven seals. The first four seals are the four horses, and they describe the main items that take place in human history from the time of Christ's ascension to the time of of just before his second coming. And these four main items are, number one, the preaching of the gospel, signified by the first seal, then the spreading of war, signified by the second seal, the increase of famine, the third seal, and then rampant death. That's the fourth seal. The fifth seal will show us the prayer of the martyred saints for God to avenge their blood by executing his judgment on the evil people who live on this earth. Then the sixth seal. This seal is actually a warning to the people on the earth that God is coming in to judge the earth with its inhabitants. Then, in chapter 7, we have two visions inserted showing us how God will preserve his two kinds of chosen people, that is, the Jews and the believers in Christ, as he pours out his wrath in his judgment on the earth and its evil inhabitants. That's chapter 7. Then, in chapter 8, the seventh seal is opened. This seventh seal as we've mentioned numbers of times, consists of the seven trumpets. And these seven trumpets are God's answer in full to the prayer of the martyred saints in the fifth seal. Then in the remainder of chapter 8 and in chapter 9, the first six trumpets are sounded successively, one after another, to carry out the first six stages of God's judgment on the earth on the heavens, and on mankind who dwells on the earth. Then, the point where we are now, between the sixth and the seventh trumpets, we have these three visions inserted as described in chapters 10 and the first part of chapter 11. Then, at the end of chapter 11, the seventh trumpet is sounded to bring in the eternal kingdom of Christ and so forth. Now, the contents of the seventh trumpet is all-inclusive. Actually, the seventh trumpet includes everything from the time when the trumpet is sounded until eternity in the future, including the new heaven and the new earth with the New Jerusalem. Actually, the contents of the seventh trumpet are the seven bowls, the rapture of all the saints, the judgment seat of Christ, the wedding of the Lamb, Christ coming back with His selected army, to defeat Antichrist and the false prophet at the war of Armageddon, the binding of Satan and casting him into the abyss. This is up to chapter 20 now. The millennial kingdom, the last rebellion of mankind under Satan's instigation, then the judgment of the dead at the great white throne for their eternal destiny, and then we have finally, in the last two chapters, the new heaven and the new earth with the new Jerusalem. Now, all of this is included in the seventh chapter trumpet.
1: Well, let's go back. You mentioned the visions inserted, included in this insertion in chapter 10. I want to read a couple more verses. We just saw in the first verse that there was this other angel, which we now know as Christ. Verse 2 says, and he had in his hand a little opened scroll. And he placed his right foot on the sea and the left on the land, and he cried out with a loud voice just as a lion roars. And when he cried out, seven thunders uttered their own voices, and the angel whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land lifted up his right hand to heaven, and swore by him who lives for ever and ever, who created heaven and the things in it, and the earth and the things in it, and the sea and the things in it, that there shall be delay no longer." God's toleration has come to an end. Let's go back to Witness
2: Lee. If you are going to understand the prophecy of this book, you must have a clear view. In 1933, I was staying in Shanghai. A number of young people were asking Brother Lee to have the study on Revelation again. Brother Lee somewhat... Uh, Promised to do this, he asked us in this way. He said, "You have to read and study the book of Revelation until you know all the facts. You can recite all the facts. Chapter one is anhua. Chapter two and chapter three anhua. Let me try it. Chapter one, John, Sao, the seven lamps and." with Christ walking among them. Then two, three, the seven churches, right? And four, the heavenly scene, And fifth, Christ came in as the worthy one to open this school. And then chapter six, you have the uh, first six seals. Then chapter seven, you have the first insertion of the two visions of God, two peoples. Then chapter eight, you have first four trumpets. In chapter nine, you have the fifth, the sixth trumpet. Then chapter 10, Christ coming to take possession of the earth. And chapter 11, the two witnesses. And chapter 12, the mantle. And chapter 13, the beast. And chapter 14, the first food and the uh, worship of the beast and the harvest and the uh, wine price. And chapter 15, the overcoming ones on the Glossy Sea in chapter 16. This, you have all the six bulls in chapter 17, the great Babylon and the chapter 18, the physical, political Babylon, and then chapter 19, the uh, uh, wedding of the Lamb, and then chapter 20, you have the millennial kingdom. After that, you have chapter 21, 22, the new Jerusalem in the new heaven and new earth. Yeah. Well, this is the book of Revelation. You have to get into it. Now, in the second insertion, first of all, you have a clear vision about Christ's coming. And here, he comes, or he's coming to do what? To put his food on the land and other food on the sea. In the Bible, especially according to Joshua chapter 1, Whatever the people of God tread, that will be possessed by them. Based upon the same principle, the another angel sent by God, which is Christ. He is coming to walk through, to put his feet upon the earth and the sea, indicating now he is coming to take over the earth and the sea because the earth and the sea have all been given to him as the inheritance. But they have been usurped by his enemy for centuries. And he has been tolerating. But now it says here, he declared even with an oath that there will be no more toleration.
1: Well, Bob, witnessly passed Watchman Nee's test. I'm not sure if we could just yet, but maybe, Lord willing, by the time we're through with this life study. I like this word about Christ's toleration of his enemy is now over, and he is coming to take over the earth and the sea and to remove this enemy who's usurped uh, his possession for centuries. Praise the Lord, Bob. He's coming soon to
0: possess the earth. Yes, Chris, I also say praise the Lord. Actually, the heavens and the earth... And all human beings were created by God. And uh, after God created man, you know, he charged Adam to multiply, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue the earth, and make the earth God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. But then Satan, the serpent, came in. This began uh, a kind of usurping by Satan. Satan began to usurp the earth through the fallen mankind until today. What do you see on this earth? You don't see the kingdom of God. You see Satan's dark kingdom, uh, which is uh, maintained by the fallen human race. So actually, although in Psalms 2, verse 8, says clearly that God has given the entire earth with all the nations as an inheritance to Christ, what we see today is a situation of usurping By Satan. And God has been tolerating this now for centuries so that he can carry out his purpose and his plan and fulfill and complete his mystery Mm. on this earth. But there will come a day when the time of toleration will be over. And here is what we see in this portion of Revelation, a strong declaration by this angel saying that the delay will be no more. Amen. There will reach a time right. when there will be no more delay, when Christ will come to take possession of what is his. Actually, Christ not only was given uh, the earth and the people on it to be his possession, but he redeemed the whole a universe by his death on the cross. So everything and every one of us is rightfully and legally his possession. One day he will come to possess everything and everyone. It's an interesting perspective. Two thousand years ago, this redemption was accomplished. The
1: price was fully paid and rightfully uh, the whole situation belongs to him, but he has tolerated and not really taken full possession, Uh, when he comes back, this will be the fulfillment of the redemption that was begun on that day.
0: Yes, Chris, and the whole earth will become the kingdom of God. Mm.
1: Well, before we join Witness Lee for our final portion today, I want to read one more verse, and this talks about this seventh trumpet, Bob, verse 7 here in chapter 10. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, and when he is about the trumpet, then the mystery of God is finished. Amen. Amen. The mystery will be finished. Amen. Let's go back to Witness Lee.
2: From Adam to Christ, in the Old Testament, everything was open, manifest. Then, in the coming age, the Kingdom age, everything there will also be open and manifest. But, from Christ's incarnation to Christ's coming back, in the New Testament, dispensation, Everything here is not open, not manifest. Everything is a mystery. The incarnation of Christ is a mystery. The kingdom today is a mystery. Even the church life is a mystery. Christ indwelling is a mystery. Today, whatever here is a mystery. We say, pray the Lord, we have Christ in us. People will say, show us. I can't show you. But I know Christ is in me. Amen. What shall you say? You just say, this is a secret. Oh.
0: This
2: is a mystery. Oh. But listen to this. When the seventh trumpet sounds, the mysteries will be over. The sounding, the trumpeting of the seventh trumpet will be what? Will be just the ending of all mysteries. The last trumpet, the seventh one, will close this eight on the one hand, and will also usher in the kingdom and the new heaven and new earth with the new Jerusalem. This is a very simple word that uh, covers nearly the prophecy of this book.
1: Well, Bob, we need to take a couple of minutes here at the end of our program today and talk about this seventh trumpet. You mentioned it a while ago in its magnitude. We just heard him say that this trumpet will close the age. There's a trumpet mentioned in a couple of other very notable instances in the New Testament. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty two talks about the last trumpet, and then the trumpet of God is spoken of in First Thessalonians. These must be referring to this last seventh trumpet.
0: Yes, Chris, we do believe that the seventh trumpet mentioned in Revelation is the same as these trumpets. The last trumpet mentioned in 1 Corinthians fifteen when speaking about the resurrection of the dead believers and the rapture of the living ones, and also the trumpet of God in First Thessalonians 4.16, which also refers to the resurrection of the dead believers and the rapture of the ones who are still living. What does this mean? This means that the rapture of the majority of the believers will not occur before the Great Tribulation. It will occur at the time of the seventh trumpet, which is the last trumpet, which occurs at the end, the very end of the Great Tribulation. This is a very important fact that we have to take note of. Of course, we also know that the rapture of the man-child, we'll see this later, and of the first fruits, the overcoming believers, will take place before the Great Tribulation. This will be a reward to the overcomers for their faithful following of the Lord and their cooperation and coordination with Him to carry out God's economy. And I know you have this desire, and I have this desire, and we hope all our listeners have the desire to be overcomers, that they may be raptured before the Great Tribulation. But here we have something that we have to reckon with as a crucial point in the Bible, that a majority of the believers will not be raptured before the Tribulation, but at the end. And that's the time when all the dead believers will be resurrected also. So here at the sounding of the seventh trumpet, we have the finishing of the mystery of God, as Brother Lee pointed out in this point. You know, everything in the New Testament is a mystery. The incarnation of Christ is a mystery. Christ himself is a mystery. He's called the mystery of God right. in Colossians two. The church is a mystery. The kingdom of the heavens, as we saw in our Matthew Life study, Especially in chapter 13, it's right. a mystery. The gospel itself is a mystery. The indwelling of Christ. In Colossians, it says that Christ in you is the hope of glory. Right. That is a mystery. Right. And finally, the resurrection and the transfiguration of the saints at the end of this age. In 1 Corinthians 15, this is called a mystery. All these things, which are uh, major items in the age of grace, the age in which we are living, are mysteries. But at the time of the sounding of the seventh trumpet, Christ will come openly and the believers will be raptured and transfigured and the sons of God will be manifested and all these things that were mysteries will be openly displayed for eternity so the mystery of God will be finished at the sounding of the seventh trumpet Mm. well Bob we want to be there we want to be there (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> You're right. uh, as part of that uh, throng uh, with the Lord Jesus who has conquered every foe and Amen. opened the entire mystery of the universe of the ages and all the questions are answered. Amen. Bob, uh, we will wrap up chapter 11, which we've discussed before. Of course, the major uh, turning point in chapter between 11 and 12. A, a section of uh, Revelation really concluded and now chapter 12 and beyond gives us the details of the things we've already seen alluded to thank you very much again. And as I said, you're invited back. We'll uh, have this little recap session together. I'll be delighted to join you again. Let me leave you with our toll-free number. It's 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 543-3788. Please call us today. For Bob Danker today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you for listening.